November 3. Be part of the team, it's time to come to the aid of America on November 3. You need to be seen, it's time to come to the aid of America. Go to the polls and cast your vote, time to have your say. Let your voice be heard now, we can make such a beautiful way. We can create such a beautiful day on November 3. Let's dream. The Welcome to Your Voting Guide by the League of Women Voters. This is Vivian Hart, and I will be your host on behalf of the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. Now, the League is a nonpartisan organization, which means we encourage every citizen to be informed about and active in our government. However, we do not support or oppose any political party or candidate. The goal with this program is to present unbiased information about the candidates, the issues, and our voting process relating to the upcoming general election. Remember, this is on November 3rd. We're delighted that you've joined us today, and I'm going to be interviewing Sue DeArmond, who's a longtime member of the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. Welcome, Sue. Hi, Vivian. So in the first part of this program, Sue and I are going to discuss anything and everything about voting in Pima County. And the second part, we'll be talking about the forums that the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson will be holding in September and October. So the first question I want to ask you is, who can register to vote in Pima County? Well, the uh, people that can vote in Pima County uh, need to be U.S. citizens and live in Pima County. They have to be 18 years old by the day of uh, the next statewide uh, regular general election. November 3rd. That's right. That's all you need is to be a citizen and 18 and older. There are certain reasons why people need to re-register, and what would those reasons be? Well, if people change their name, their party, or their address, they need to re-register, and they can do that online through Service Arizona, the uh, Arizona Motor Vehicle Division website, and it can be done very quickly and easily. So that is servicearizona.com. I'm going to spell it for our listeners. S-E-R-V-I-C-E, Arizona, A-R-I-Z-O-N-A, dot com. That's right. And if you are not sure that you are registered, maybe you forgot or you don't know if you're up to date, the best thing to do is go to the Pima County Recorder's Office and uh, talk with them. They, you can go online, recorder.pima.gov, or you can call them at 724-4330. Even if you don't make contact with them, you can, as I say, go to their website and check the tab that says check your registration. Now, when can people register? Can they uh, register anytime, or is there a particular time frame? They can register up to 29 days prior to the election. This year, the ballots are being mailed on October 7th. Can people register to get an early ballot online? 
Yes, and that uh, the way they do that is go to the recorder's website and click on permanent early voting uh, tab and fill out the form and take care of it that way, and it will get done that uh, in that fashion. Now, when people register to vote, don't they have to provide proof of citizenship? Yes, they do. In order to vote for candidates in the state and local uh, offices and, me- and the ballot measures, you've got to prove that you're a U.S. citizen. The way you can do that, it, the easiest way, is uh, to register uh, when you get your driver's license. And then that driver's license is your uh, proof of citizenship. Or you can have a state ID if you're not a driver. You can have a state ID. Or if you're a tribal member, you can use your tribal ID number. Or an alien registration number, which is uh, for naturalized citizens. You can submit also your birth certificate or the main page of your passport to the Pima County Recorder's Office, and that will prove that you're a citizen. So you said that in order to vote for candidates on both the state and local levels and for ballot measures, you have to provide proof of U.S. citizenship. But what about the national offices like the president and our senators and our representatives in Congress? That goes for them as well. But if you find that you can't get any of your citizenship papers together and you can't prove it by uh, your documents, you can still fill out a national voter registration and that will uh, give you, uh, permit you to vote for candidates at the national level only. That would be the U.S. President, Senate, and the House of Representatives. But it will not allow you to vote for local elections here in Arizona. Now, there are four parties, political parties, that are recognized in in, uh, Arizona, at least in our area. There is the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, the Libertarian Party, and the Green Party. Now, I know on the registration form, don't you have to put in which party that you prefer? If you, put, if you don't prefer any uh, party, then you can say none or no party or independent in that place in the uh, form. Or you can put in one of those four parties. Of course, yes. And so what that means is that when we have a primary election, you're going to get the ballot just for the candidates that are running for that particular party. Well, the independent voters have to request their ballot. They have to choose what party. That's, uh, it's kind of uh, a little uh, confusing because when you think independent, well, I can vote anywhere, anyhow. But the truth is that if you're independent, you can one year vote for Republicans, the next year vote for Democrats and so on. But you have to request that ballot. You can't use the primary like the general election. The primary is specifically focused on party election. You find out who is going to run in the general. So that's the easy thing to misunderstand. But all independents 
can vote in the primary. And that's uh, some of them feel they can't, but all they have to do is ask for a ballot and they'll uh, be able to vote. Right. And then if you put in your party preference when you register, if it's one of those four political parties I mentioned, you'll automatically get a ballot that has just those candidates for that particular party in it for the primary. That's correct. And now uh, during presidential elections like this year, there's always a presidential preference election, which is totally different. It's um, for the party to decide who they want um, to be president. So we had ours, I think, in March this year. uh, Everyone got a chance to vote on the uh, presidential candidates. So that is only for the party for whom the uh, presidential preference is is being um, set up for. Okay. Now about voting, there are a number of different ways to vote in Pima County. I know that about 80% of the people vote by mail, early by mail. Tell us about that. Yes, and you know, there's been a lot of discussion about voting by mail and people feeling like maybe maybe it's not secure or something like that. But I'd just like to point out on the League of Women Voters website, there's a five reasons to have confidence in voting by mail. And one of them is because it's, uh, it's not new. We've always done it. It's difficult to request a mail-in ballot or cast a vote by mail using someone else's name. There's a security procedures followed. And a vote-by-mail programs do not favor one party over the other. And a voter cannot impersonate someone else in the voting process of the vote by mail. Vivian, I just uh, talked with the recorder's office and um, there's been this discussion about when do you get your ballot back in order to get it to the uh, elections office on time. And uh, everyone is suggesting you get get it in early. The ballot will not go to Phoenix. I found out that, you know, remember when we lost uh, Cherry Bell as our main mailing a location mail, it still is functioning and all of our ballots will go to Cherry Bell. Then they're picked up daily and they're they're processed. Oh, that's good. Yeah, there's no extra four or five days running up to Phoenix and back. But the ballots have to be in on election day by seven o'clock that night. So even if you voted ahead of time, stuck it in the mail, and the ballot arrives after Election Day, it will not be counted. So it's very important for everyone to be diligent about getting in their ballots early. It certainly wouldn't hurt to turn the ballots around quickly. When you get the ballot shortly after October 7th, then filling it out, getting it back in the mail, maybe two or three days later just to make sure it gets there on time. And the nice thing is, can't you uh, check the recorder's office to make sure it's been received? Yes, exactly. You can follow your own ballot. Uh, There's a tab for doing that. And on the website of the recorder, uh, F.N. Rodriguez uh, explains everything in a video. And so it's very easy to understand to follow where your ballot is in the process. And uh, they do an excellent job in, in uh, following and keeping track and keeping you informed 
You just have to go and investigate it on your own through their website. Right. I did that with the primary election, checked on mine, my husband's, and my brother's, just to make sure. <laughs> and, and they were in there. And you were right. Actually, they were received about three days after we sent them in. Excellent. Now, if you sign up for the permanent early voting list, we call it the PEVL, P-E-V-L. That means you'll get an early ballot every single time. In some states, you have to sign up every single time, but not in our state. If you sign up one time, you get an early ballot every single time until you cancel that. Now, if you don't want to vote by mail... A voter can vote early in person, right? You can vote early in person. You, you can have your ballot, your mail-in ballot in your hand and bring it to an early voting site or bring it to any polling location on election day. The polling um, sites are called, for the early ballots, are called early and emergency voting sites. And that information is on the Pima County Recorder site. There are quite a few. Looks like there may be about 10 places. They're mostly at libraries, but you'll need to look on the website to find the one closest to you. You're listening to an interview with Sudi Armand longtime member of the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson. And if you love going to the polls, I've heard people say, I love taking my children so they can see me vote. If you love going to the polls, can people vote at the polls on election day? Of course they can do that, or they can go early like we discussed. But there, uh, we go to the recorder's office uh, website and click on polling location and then they'll find out where they're supposed to go for their polling place. What happens if you go to the wrong one? Well, in those cases, they they make your vote provisional and they get it uh, resolved, you know, examining. They might be after the election, but they will get it resolved. Would they tell you to go to another polling place? If they have the information, yes, they could help. Okay. I've never really run into anything like that, but I know it does happen. And the poll workers are very helpful and can guide people. So I know that when you do early voting and when you go to the polls, voters are going to need some kind of ID. What kind of ID do they need in order to be able to vote? They need a one photo ID. And the gold standard for that is your Arizona driver's license, your government ID, or your tribal ID. If you don't have one of those uh, IDs, uh, one of the above IDs with uh, an old address or a valid military ID or U.S. passport combined with uh, one proof of a current address, and so, you know, it's, it's kind of makes sense that uh, they try to just make sure they know who you are and that you are living where you are and that you're an American citizen. That's the strategy. And, and that you're in the right polling place. Yes, and that you're in the right. <laughs> that's right. So I know that there are a number of things that you can bring to the polling place if you don't have an ID. And that could be different things without your photo, but it does have your name and current address. Like it can be uh, a recent utility bill 
or a cell phone or a phone bill or a cable TV bill, or if you have uh, a recent bank statement or a credit union statement, or let's say you have a property tax statement for your house, or any valid government ID without a photo, any of those things, uh, a tribal ID without a photo, anything like that, if you have two of those, you have to have two of them with your current name and address, uh, you can re- you can go ahead and vote. That's right. And all of this information, uh, Vivian, is on uh, the League of Women Voters pamphlet that we have in every library in Pima County at the voting uh, information area at the libraries. It's a little pamphlet that is not only in English, but in Spanish. And it is available for any voter who walks into a library to to pick it up. And it's also on our website, which is lwvtucson.org. Very good. Thank you, Sue, for all that good information. Now we're going to turn to information about the forums that the League of Women Voters of Greater Tucson is doing in September and October. We have a number of races coming up, and some people call these debates, some people call them forums, but basically they are asking questions of the candidates. Would you please tell us about the debates or slash forums that are coming up? All right. The first one that will be coming is the Pima County Recorders Candidate Forum. It's going to be on Saturday, September 5th at 4 p.m. And there are Gabriela Cesarzas, Kelly, and Benny White will be on that forum. The County Recorder, as we have talked about earlier in the program, is a very important position because it involves all of the things we care about so much, and that is voting security and safety. The second candidate forums will be for the supervisors, the Pima County supervisors. Now, there are five districts. Each district will have two candidates. The supervisor uh, election is not like the city council, Remember, in the city council, we, we vote by board, but in the general, we vote at large. In this case, the candidates for the districts will be voted only by the voters in that district. So what we've done is had uh, we've decided to have five different forums and we will notify you about the times on our website, but it'll be the weekend of September 26th. You just have to watch the website to make sure we're in the process of inviting the candidates, and we don't know exactly who's going to come when, but we'll be keeping you informed. The Pima County Board of Supervisors have a very big responsibility. They're all up for re-election, and it's important for citizens to take a look at who is uh, vying for those positions. So Sue, tell us exactly which weekend that the Board of Supervisors forums are to take place. The Board of Supervisors forums will take place on Saturday, September 26th, and possibly on Sunday, 
September 27th. That has to be confirmed, but I recommend looking